Hello everyone and welcome to Wine Down Wednesdays. I'm your host Paula Taylor and this is episode 136. So tonight we are going to talk about why we practice and we really talk about that almost every week. Most of these topics kind of support why we practice. What is the reason that we practice? But I want to go through this in some detail tonight. Of course, I have a story. This came from my own life. And then I've got a really cool analogy that I got really excited about. It reminds me a little bit of the, the story I told about the Grinch when we reimagined the Grinch through this lens of trauma. So we're going to do that tonight. And I'm not going to give it away. You'll have to stay and watch. So I'm, I was going back and forth about whether to talk about, like, do I talk about this in hindsight? Do I try to go through it? And, like, I think sometimes it's faster for me to give you a little bit of the hindsight version of kind of where I arrived at this topic, how it came up, rather than taking you through each little step so we're not here all night. But essentially, it finally came into my awareness, and we're going to talk about all of the steps of spiritual processing tonight, awareness, mental processing, physical and emotional processing, and then letting it go, which I'm going to talk about in terms of integration tonight. But it finally came into my awareness that I had let go of my practice. And I, I kind of knew that on some levels. We took a two-week hiatus from Wind Down Wednesdays because I was working on opening this center. And so all of my focus has been on that. And I have been very much in this mental space of the practicality of getting this stuff done. How do I get this place opened? How do I furnish it? I need to repaint. It's all been very mentally focused. And that started really about the beginning of June, but definitely in the middle of June, just full on. But I didn't think about it in terms of whether or not I was practicing. I just was completely in the mental space. And we talk a lot about the danger of being in the mental space is that the ego lives in the mental space and we can start to get tricked by our ego. And one of the fundamental reasons why we practice is to maintain the changes that we have made in terms of letting go of trauma. When we stop practicing for a length of time, there's a risk that the old patterns, the old trauma triggering patterns that we have worked so hard to let go of kind of start to creep back in. And if we're not practicing, we're not spending time bringing awareness to catching those little things. And pretty soon, these little kind of trauma triggers that have sort of been trying to get their way back into our psyche have wormed their way back in and are kind of running the show. And that is sort of where I ended up in this really triggered, fearful state. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. I've talked a little bit about that on the last show we did. I talked a little bit about how challenging opening this center has been for me, how it's bringing up scarcity fears and it's brought up fears about being seen and fears about being successful and fears about time, which is also kind of a scarcity fear, but how am I going to do this and keep working in my medical job and when do I get to really totally focus on this? And so there's there's been a lot of moving parts. I've really been in the mental space trying to get this this physical space ready but I really didn't think about this in terms of practice. So let, uh, when I went back, I'm going to give you the hindsight kind of shortcut here. When I went back and kind of started thinking about this, I took two weeks off of Wind Down Wednesdays. That's a weekly practice that I participate in with you. I wasn't really doing a lot of movement. I mean, I've been doing a lot of physical labor, painting and moving and stuff, but not intentional movement. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. We talk about that pretty frequently, the importance of that. Normally, on my two-day-a-week medical job, in my breaks, I do something intentional with at least one of them, like qigong, some sort of intentional movement, what I call free-form movement, kind of just dance. What does your body need? How can I shake some energy loose? Haven't been doing that. This is kind of a funny story because my husband and I rediscovered our... Nintendo Wii. That's like 20 years old. So I've been playing Wii games, which is really fun, but it's not intentional. And there is a big difference there. So so when you're not doing intentional movement, intentionally focused on releasing energy, moving energy, letting go of those frequencies that aren't serving you, we that is a part of my practice that fell away. That's a That was a long way of saying I haven't really been doing a, an intentional movement practice. I haven't received any body work. I finally did. That's kind of 
where we're going, but I hadn't received any body work because I just was really busy. I have not put aside time for meditation, not even for this show. I canceled for the first time since my surgery, since coming back from my surgery. Other than that, I have never taken a month off of doing the group sacred sound healing that I do in person every month. I took June off just because it was, it was too much. I had already kind of was starting to transition into the new space. So what was the result of this? Let's start there and kind of backtrack a little bit before I get into my analogy. So the result of this is that I ended up really feeling crappy physically, mentally, emotionally. And here's the thing that is so sneaky about this. And one of the big reasons that we practice is that awareness. That is the first step of spiritual processing. If you do not know that something is going on, you cannot address it. And that is what is so sneaky about these old patterns that are so ingrained in us. They want us to stay in that pattern. It's very threatening to the ego for us to change, for us to expand, for us to move on. That feels very unsafe. And so as a protective mechanism, it's kind of like you could almost think of it like an autoimmune disease. You know, your immune system is good and it fights off illness, but sometimes it gets a little bit out of control and then it actually attacks the body and it hurts things that are meant to help you. That's a little bit of how the ego works. The ego was there to protect us, but it tends to run rampant if we don't have practices that kind of help keep it in check. And pretty soon the thing that's meant to protect us is actually harming us. So I, I wasn't practicing. I didn't see it that way, but I wasn't practicing. And, and so I started getting really triggered. I was triggered about all of the things I just mentioned, all of these fears that were coming up. It doesn't specifically matter what the fears are. It's whatever is triggering for you. And, and scarcity is a fear for probably almost all of us. Being good enough or worthy, that's a fear for probably almost all of us, however it shows up. But the problem is once you get triggered, then you're in this state of denial. And so then the triggering, it's this vicious cycle. There's the triggering and then the denial and then the triggering and then the denial. And what happens generally with me is that I start to get these little like, oh, something's not quite right here. We've talked about that a lot. You, oh, something's off. But if you don't listen to that, which, and and I will say in my defense, I have been busier than I've probably ever been in very many years. And so it wasn't that I was ignoring these. It was like, I'll get to that. And and I'm saying that because I know I'm not the only person that happens to when when you're like, Oh yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Eventually, you know, I, I hear you. I, I understand. One of the parts of my practice that I never let go of was my intuitive practice of pulling cards every day. And here, this is a funny part of this story. So, and I've been posting my daily readings on TikTok and sometimes on Instagram. So if you'd like to follow along, I pull the cards for myself, but this is a collective. And so I've been kind of sharing those readings and I kept pulling these cards that were basically saying like rest and silence, like slow down. These cards were saying practice that all of these cards about there was one like you're in a snowstorm and it literally says silence, rest, all of these kind of restorative cards I kept pulling. And it was like basically and, and if you go back. <laughs> And watch the TikToks. It's really funny because I keep talking about practice. Don't neglect your practice. Renew your practice. But I wasn't really listening <laughs> to my own advice because I was in that pattern of denial. That is how strong it could be. And again, it was kind of like it was in the mental space. It was like, oh, yeah, I should practice. I should practice. I should try to find, you know, time to put time aside. And in one of them, I even said, just do five minutes three times a day. Like you can find five minutes. You could sit on the toilet for five minutes. You could drive in your car for five minutes. And I do that. Usually when I'm driving, I do some sort of a sound practice or not usually, but that's one of the things I do when I'm busy. Just haven't been doing any of that. No sound practice, no movement practice, just the intuitive, you know, five minute a day carb pull, which is probably partly what kept me completely from going off the rails. I'll definitely say that because again, there was a little bit of like this kind of like nagging sensation like, yeah, but what happens to me is when I keep ignoring that pretty soon I start feeling it in my body. And we've talked about that before. Things start in the spiritual, in the auric field, and then they creep their way in. And then eventually, uh, like I've, I've hit a wall physically. 
And so I was like, I need to go get a massage. And, and it's funny because usually when I finally break down and go get a massage, I'm in such a state that the massage, my husband keeps making fun of me because the massage doesn't really help because I'm so far gone down that road of, of being in a triggered fight or flight state that all the massage does is kind of bring awareness to how far gone I am, if that makes sense. However, that is extremely useful. That is one of the things that started finally getting me out of this state of denial. Was I was like, oh, my body hurts and my shoulders hurt and I've been doing all this physical labor. I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to take some time out for myself. And the other thing that I did, and I love this because it's just so appropriate, is that I started binge listening to Wind Down Wednesday episodes. I listen to them a lot when I'm working and I don't always practice the meditation because I can't necessarily. I have this part at the beginning of my day where there's there's some work I have to do that I, I can kind of do. I'm not on the phone, so I can sort of listen. And sometimes I'm kind of half listening. And I was listening to some of the more recent shows, and I was listening to the shows where I taught. We did a couple meditations about about holding yourself and that I listened to the show and then I was like, I need to make time for these meditations. So the show is actually what finally flipped that awareness switch in my, in my psyche. There were little things kind of leading me there, but finally it was like, Oh, wait a minute. I am so triggered. Like I was listening to the topic and going, I really need this meditation. I'm going to find time. So then on my lunch break, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take my 20 minutes and do my meditation. And that is what finally got me out of this triggered state and realizing how important my practice is and how I had just completely let it go. And I was listening to some of the shows. This is crazy to me. I was listening to some of the shows that were this year, earlier this year, where I was doing craniosacral trainings and I was having all these amazing visions and I was listening to the show, ooh, it's going to make me emotional, where I had my um, Reiki Master reattunement, refresh of my Reiki Master attunement, and my dad came through and he showed me what it was like when he died. I completely forgot that even happened. That is how powerful falling out of your practice and getting into denial can be. I did not even remember that that happened. And had I not had this amazing show that is somewhat like a, like a video diary of me kind of talking about my experiences. And I thought, why am I not? I was in such a beautiful state of expansion and having all of these amazing experiences. What happened? How did I lose that? The answer is I stopped practicing. That is why we practice. We practice so that we, first of all, remember all of the work that we've done, all of these frequencies we've already shed so they don't creep their way back in. We practice to keep releasing trauma. We practice to integrate, to re-embody and feel safe in our bodies because that is where true spiritual growth and awakening happens. It can't happen when you're floating out here somewhere, when you're stuck in the mental space. You've got to re-embody, come back into the body. That's why that physical practice is so important. That's why the intention behind your physical practice is so important. You can't just play Wii tennis. You've got to do something intentional. Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, walking meditation is fantastic. It doesn't have to be a quote unquote spiritual activity, but it's got to be done with a spiritual intention so that you are getting into the body, so that you are releasing those frequencies from the body. And then ultimately, when we, when we are on that beautiful flow and we're practicing regularly, that is when that, that awakening happens. That is when those huge expansions happen. And we have visions and we have intuitive insights and, and everything feels so amazing. But it doesn't happen without the discipline of this practice. And I have a really amazing analogy for this. I got very excited about this. Uh, a lot of times things come to me in the shower and I said to my husband, I think that was just yesterday. Time is all like wonky right now. But I said, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have anything for the show. I've got nothing for this week. It's been two weeks. Like usually I've got ideas really flowing. 
And so I got in the shower and I actually had some time and I was kind of just leisurely showering and I was doing some sound practice finally because I knew I needed to recommit and, and sound is such an amazing part of my practice. Don't know why I let that go. I mean, I do, but so I was like, okay, I'm going to do some toning. And all of a sudden, all this stuff started flowing in and I was like, aha, we're going to talk about practice and why we practice. And then as I started thinking about it, I was thinking through the steps of spiritual processing, which you can read more about on my website. That's paulataylorenergy.com. It's on the homepage. It's the most recent blog post. Really, this is a topic we come back to over and over again because it's a great framework for this idea of what I just, I lost my practice. What did that mean? I got into denial. Step one, awareness. I got to realize I'm, I'm triggered. Step two is the mental processing. I got to figure out what's going on. Oh yeah, I let go of my practice. Oh, that's probably why I don't feel so good. Then step three is the emotional and physical processing. I got to come back into the practice. What can I do intentionally to start moving that stuck energy so that I can get back into this beautiful flow? And then step four is letting it go. But tonight we're going to talk about it in terms of integration. So I was thinking about these steps of spiritual integration and all of a sudden I thought about the Wizard of Oz and I thought about Dorothy and how she ends up in this strange land, right? She, her house is picked up by a tornado. She gets dropped in this strange land and you could think of that as being triggered, right? When, when you're triggered, things start to feel unfamiliar. You start to, I was wondering, why am I having all of these fears? Why am I so fearful? All of these negative thoughts are creeping back in. My energy started feeling really stuck and stagnant. Hasn't felt like that for a long time. That is being triggered. So Dorothy got triggered. She got dropped into this strange land. She didn't know where she was. She didn't know what was happening. She was really scared. She was very alone. She didn't know what to do. She got helped by a good witch, which I think is it doesn't get much more metaphysical than that. Pointed in the right direction. Go and find the wizard, right? That's what they told her. So she starts off on this journey, and the first being she encounters is the mental space. It's the scarecrow, right? The brain. But here's the problem. The mental space alone is a basket case. The mental space alone, the scarecrow all on his own, is bouncing all over the place and has no direction, right? He's in full-on ADHD mode, right? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what's happening and this and that and this and that because he's not integrated. He's just out there floating on his own. So Dorothy collects the scarecrow. She collects her mental space. She starts her mental processing, right? And then she continues on her journey. And who does she find next? She finds the Tin Man. The Tin Man, if I only had a heart. The Tin Man is stuck in this kind of frozen feelings mode, right? He doesn't have the physical support of being embodied. He doesn't have the support of the mental space, which we talk about sometimes as being the place where the ego lives. But the mental space is also the place where we process our feelings. We've got to understand some things before we can really feel our feelings. We're going to feel our feelings and release them through the body, but that requires some understanding in the mental space. So if you're only in this kind of frozen feelings mode, if I only had a heart, you've got no support. So the heart is frozen. The Tin Man is frozen. We're in a triggered state and our feelings are completely frozen. So Dorothy collects that and she, she collects her frozen feelings, right? So now she's into that second step or third step of spiritual processing, the emotional processing. Okay, I found my feelings are kind of stuck. I don't know what to do about that, but let's keep going. So then she stumbles upon the cowardly lion, right? He's lost his courage. The cowardly lion is that physical embodiment. It is the loss of that. When we have trauma, we get physically, energetically kicked out of our body. We are floating somewhere outside of our body. And courage comes from the ground. Courage comes from our connection to the earth. Courage comes from the first three chakras. And if we are floating somewhere out above our head, we have no connection to that courage, to that ground. So here you've got this lion who's supposed to be embodied and this courageous creature, this majestic creature, and he's been kicked out of his body from trauma and he's just floating around. So she collects that and she starts this re-embodiment 
process. She's, she's integrating these parts of herself as she collects them. And so they finally get to the wizard who's supposed to help her get home. What does that mean? Get to integration, get back into this state of being aligned with our soul, of being embodied here to serve our purpose on this plane, of being expanded so that the ego doesn't scare us, of being in clarity, harmony, and expansion. That is what home means. So she's trying to get home to this alignment of who she's meant to be. They get to the wizard and what happens? There is a literal projection. They don't know it's a projection. There is a literal projection of this giant monstrous thing. Oh, the great and powerful Oz. And they all get very frightened. But it's a projection. It's actually an ego projection. And this is the, this might be my favorite part of this story. So all along, Dorothy has had with her her little dog Toto. In which terms you might call that a familiar. In our terminology, we're going to call that the inner child. The inner child is that, that completely innocent part of us that oftentimes is hidden, that we don't tap into because we've been so traumatized, we've sort of shut it down. But the inner child has this amazing innocence and this wisdom. And so what happens is that Toto, her little inner child, is less worried about this big projection. He's physically on a different level than them, right? He's at the at the ground. And when he looks over, he notices there's a man standing behind a curtain. And he gets their attention and they all, all go over. And all of a sudden, the great and powerful Oz, this great and powerful ego that has completely taken over in your triggered state, in Dorothy's triggered state, is revealed to just be a scared little man. And, and he's, he's in denial. You know, that's what the ego does. It wants you to stay in denial. Oh no, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I am the great and powerful Oz. And he's pulling all his little levers. And, and that is what the ego does. It goes out of its way to try to get us to stay in that denial, looking at that projection instead of looking at the reality of how powerful we really are. When we integrate all of us together, all of Dorothy's parts, she's got the, she's got herself, that's her soul self, right? Dorothy herself. Now she's got her brain back in the scarecrow. She's got her feelings back and moving in the Tin Man. She's got her courage back by re-embodying with the Cowardly Lion. She's got Toto, her inner child. And together, as she has integrated those parts of herself, she can now see this ego is a projection. And then the, this part of the story kind of blew my mind a little bit because we talk a lot on the show about, I use words like overcoming the ego. We're never going to get rid of the ego, but we can step outside of the ego. But what actually helps her in this story is the ego. As I mentioned at the very beginning, I kind of gave this away at the beginning of the show. The ego is actually there for our protection. It is there to help us. It is when the ego runs rampant and we let it start pulling all of our levers that we lose control, we lose that integration. But once she, they were able to see past the projection, past the denial, they reintegrated, the ego actually served them. The ego is what helped them figure out how to get home. How do I get back to full integration? How do I get back to the point where I am in my body my body feels safe. That is a huge thing that I realized when I came back and I was listening to these shows and doing the meditations. I have been in such a triggered state that my body does not feel safe. And when you have a history of trauma, which I think pretty much every one of us does, and especially if you're getting into this work and this kind of practice, we have this history of feeling unsafe. And as much as we'd like to think there's a point in time when that will never affect us again, that is why we practice to keep that trauma triggering from coming back. I have been doing this work since I was 19 years old. That is over 25 years now. And I can still get into a triggered state of denial if I let go of my practice. And our practice is multi-layered. And now you can think of it in terms of the Wizard of Oz. 
You've got Dorothy, that's the soul. How do we serve Dorothy? We've got to address the mental space. We've got to be healthy and have some sort of a mental practice. Meditation, my favorite mental practice. We've got to address the stuck feelings from trauma. My favorite thing, receiving body work. You can't receive body work, that's okay. You can do energy work on yourself. You can do physical movement yourself. And re-embodiment happens through that energetic work, through that physical work. That is how we reintegrate. So, and then inner child work. Don't forget about Toto and recognizing that the ego can serve us, but not if we're looking at its fancy projections. Only when we are able to be integrated enough to see the man behind the curtain and recognize, you do not get to pull my levers, sir. I am empowered. I am embodied. And I get to choose for myself. I get to come back to this place of being in my body, of feeling safe, and then choosing to expand again in that integration. And then you serve me, Mr. Ego. You take me back to your balloon and you send me back home to that place of integration. And I just thought that was such a beautiful analogy and the idea here again is that there's not one reason why we practice. And and I am not saying that you could never take a day off, take a vacation. I took a vacation in the middle of this and it was wonderful. I really needed some rest. I really needed some relaxation. I had some celebration with family. But you've got to come back to the practice at a certain point. And it doesn't have to be this huge chunk of time. You know, I was pulling cards that whole time. That was my soul practice. 10 minutes of Qigong twice a day, that is usually enough to keep me kind of embodied and, and have that frequency flowing. 10 to 20 minutes of some sort of movement a day. You can find time for that. You can do movement with meditation. That's the other thing. You don't have to do these things separately. Doing a moving meditation is great because then you're doing that mental practice as well. So receiving is always a great way to practice. Receiving some sort of body work, receiving some sort of energy work, going to a sacred sound journey, a sound bath, going to a yoga class, receiving in community is a really beautiful way to practice. But remembering that you need to check in with yourself when you're not feeling quite right and and not letting it get to the point where Two weeks have gone by and you go, oh man, why do I feel so awful and what's going on? And oh, I haven't been practicing. I didn't have my sound bath this month. I canceled my meditation show two weeks in a row. I haven't been doing my movement practice. This stuff can cascade. And I think, again, there's so many reasons why we practice. And the fundamental one for me is that it literally is keeping me moving forward. It's keeping me sane. It's keeping me healthier than I would be without it for sure, physically, mentally, emotionally, on all levels. If I want to continue awakening and and opening to all of this beautiful information that comes in, I've got to keep practicing. You've got to be able to hold the space for that stuff to come in. And what I realized earlier today that my field had gotten really contracted because I was really in this kind of space of tunnel vision. And so widening that tunnel back out is a huge important part of our practice. So in tonight's meditation, we're going to go through just some really simple practice techniques that we use all the time with the intention of just coming back to a practice, getting back into the body, telling the body that it's safe, letting go of some emotional stuff that might be stuck through some sound, through some maybe movement. We'll do a little bit of movement today. It's already, my body's already started moving. So yes, we will. And then we'll spend some time expanding, stretching that field back out 
And here's the great part about practicing too. You may be in a space where you're like, I've been practicing and things are great and everything's going awesome and I don't even know what you're talking about, but I guarantee you there will be a point when you will be like, oh, I remember that one on Wednesday when she was like, oh, I stopped practicing and, and you will be there. So we can practice together no matter where anyone is. That is one of the things I love so much about this idea of spiritual practice. If you're in a beautiful, expanded, amazing space, then you'll get beautiful and more expanded tonight. If you're in a completely contracted state, and the best you can hope for is to take a deep breath and let a little bit of tension go, that is your practice tonight. Any of these places will serve you where you are. And and trying to tell yourself you should be somewhere other than where you are is not going to serve you. So just let yourself be where you are. Let go of judgment. I will definitely tell you that I've been having these thoughts like, oh my gosh, I've got this grand opening in in three days, and how can my energy be contracted and blah, blah, blah. All that's going to do is contract my energy more. And the only thing I can do is continue to invite clarity, harmony, and expansion to come into my field and come back into that beautiful flow. And that's the amazing thing too. This is like, I call it energetic memory. It's like muscle memory. I played the oboe for, I don't know now, 30 years or something crazy. I can pick my oboe back up after like a year and I I don't sound as good as I did when I was playing more mostly professionally, but I can still play the oboe and I still sound pretty good because I have this muscle memory because I've done it for so long. And the same thing happens with this practice. So even if you've let your practice go, you've stepped away from your practice, as soon as you pick back up, your body goes, oh yeah, I remember this, and the expansion happens more quickly, and the letting go of the frequencies happens more quickly, and the flow comes in more quickly. So let's meditate together. So I would encourage you for this meditation to sit up at least at the beginning because we are gonna do some movement. If you're watching the video, my body's like already moving on its own. That happens when we do craniosacral therapy. Sometimes you'll just find your body kind of adjusting itself. So what I suggest is before we even start altering our breathing, just do a little shake out. Shake out your hands, shake out your shoulders to, to the best of your ability. This doesn't have to be a huge motion. If you're not feeling good, it can be a very small, slow shake. But if you're feeling like you want a little bit of a vigorous shake and it feels good to your body, do that. Maybe shake your torso a little bit. You can even get up and kind of wiggle your hips a little bit. Oh, I I don't want to fall off my stool. Okay. Wiggle your hips a little bit. Wiggle your feet. Shake your feet and your legs and your knees. You can get up and bounce on the balls of your feet for a couple of minutes. Just moving some energy here. Shaking is a great way to move energy. And especially if you've got some stuckness, shrug your shoulders a few times. You don't want to shake your neck too vigorously, but you can kind of move your head back and forth a little bit. And then as you're ready, just slow the movement down a little bit. I like to do a little bit of flowing movement after I shake. Let your movement slow down, but then just maybe bring a little bit of smooth motion. You can just kind of roll your wrists. You can roll your neck back and forth. And here we want to be really gentle. We're not stretching. We're just bringing some beautiful movement in, letting that energy that we moved kind of flow through the body. I like to do some little torso rolls here, hip rolls just gently in one direction and then back the other way. If you'd like, you can point and flex your toes a few times, maybe even do some little gentle hip circles, rotating each leg, bringing that movement now kind of down to stillness as it feels good. And then we're going to take three deep oxytocin breaths as we do just about every week. This is my favorite way to tell your body that it's safe. Very simple, very effective. We're going to breathe in through the nose with the belly float out strongly. Don't worry about how big your belly gets here. Let it get nice and big. 
And then as you sigh that breath out through the mouth, we're going to use an audible ha sound going from high to low that vibrates the vagus nerve. It tells the body to come out of that fight, flight, freeze mode and into ease. Do that at least two to three more times. You might start to feel some tension melting away. A lot of times we don't notice that we haven't been feeling safe until we really spend a couple minutes trying to come into safety. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, there's a lot of tightness here. There's a lot of tension here. So you might want to add in a little bit of movement again as we breathe these oxytocin breaths we're encouraging energy as well to flow down through the body so just do one or two more here <sighs> beautiful and then just take a minute and notice any differences in how you feel and if you don't notice anything, that's completely fine. But you might notice that you already feel a little bit less anxious, a little bit calmer, a little bit heavier, a little bit more flowing. My body still wants to kind of move around and flow here. Let your body guide you if you want movement or you want to come still. And now we're going to call that beautiful love and light in through the top of the head and down through the body, coming back into the body, calling ourselves home. We've been stuck in that mental space. So much of what we do in this society is in that mental space. So let's spend a few minutes coming back into the body here. So allow that crown chakra, the top of your head to open. You can picture a beautiful flower opening. And then we're going to call in unconditional love and light, that divine light. And we're going to let it flow down like honey through the top of the head. Coming in through the scalp, through the skull, all those beautiful bones of the head, into the brain, down into the face and the jaw. Let it really flow through the jaw here like someone's pouring warm golden honey down through the inside of your body now, letting it come into the throat, like honey coating your throat down into the spine, through the back of the neck. This beautiful golden light, this golden honey is flowing down into your shoulders now, down through your upper arms out into the elbows through your forearms and into the wrists and hands really beautiful light now shining out of your hands and if you'd like you can take your hands and place them on your chest or one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly allow that beautiful golden warm honey that light and love to flow into your chest into your upper back, let it come down into the mid back and mid belly, down into the low belly and the low back, just like warm honey flowing down through the belly. This might be the first time you've paid attention to your belly all day. Give it a little bit of love. You might spend a lot of time giving it other than love. So let this love really flow into your belly. Let it come down into your hips and your pelvis. Beautiful, unconditional love and light here flowing down the thighs. Very slowly, let it come down that big, beautiful bone in your thighs, the femur, like it's oozing down the inside of that bone slowly down towards your knees you can even take your hands and slide them along your thighs let this beautiful unconditional love and light come into your knees they work so hard for us physically and metaphysically so spend a moment here take a nice deep breath draw that beautiful flowing viscous honey down into your knees 
And then as you sigh it out, let that flow continue down into the calves, the lower legs, all the way down to the ankles and the feet. And again, our feet work so hard to support us on all levels of being. So take a big, beautiful breath. Draw that energy all the way down your body, all the way down into your feet. And then sigh that light down into the earth. Give back some light and love to this mother who supports you. And then as we've opened this beautiful connection to the earth, we also invite that beautiful supportive energy to come back up into our body and especially into that low belly area, into those first three chakras letting that beautiful rich fertile earth energy come up and fuel our creativity fueling our passion fueling our flow releasing any fears now down into the earth to be recycled for the highest good releasing any of those trauma frequencies anything that's not serving you that you're ready to let go of just let it flow down we've got this beautiful flow now down into the earth and then bringing that earth energy back up into the belly into the feet and the legs fully supported fully embodied just notice how you feel here in your body As thoughts come up, they will. Just let them go. If you find that you followed a thought down the yellow brick road, just come back to your integration party. Come back to the body. Come back to your heart. Come back to that integration of your soul on all levels of your being. And just before we step into some beautiful sound here invite your ego self into this integration and let your ego self know that you appreciate the work that it does you know that it's here to serve you even if it gets a little out of control with that In this state of integration, recognize that the ego can be part of this whole. Just one other little part of this beautiful whole that all works together. And in that same vein, invite your inner child in here now. Just find this little child. Give it a big hug. Whatever age you want to see yourself, gather this child up and show this child so much love even if you weren't receiving that love at the time give it to yourself now and from this beautiful state of integration now let this energy flow into your space I'm sending some beautiful Reiki some beautiful dimensional frequency expansion energy in to support you in this integration, to support you in letting go of that which no longer serves, to support you in expansion. As we step into sound, you can stay with this beautiful integration work or you can take it into this realm of expansion and start feeling out just past the body into that etheric body just around your body letting that stretch stretching out into the ego space or in the auric space Ooh, maybe that is our ego space tonight maybe our ego gets to take a little trip into this mystical space of expansion instead of being in fear maybe we take our ego along for the ride as we expand our field And you can keep expanding out however far feels good to you. Maybe you start exploring the edges of the room you're in. Maybe that feels like a bit much and you just pull back. That's completely fine. Maybe you push past the space you're in and you start to explore out to the horizon, the edge of your city, your town, 
And at any point here, if it feels a little too much, just pull back a little bit. Maybe stay at the edge of your comfort, pushing just a little bit, but not in a way that feels unsafe. If it feels good, you can push all the way out to the edge of the earth, feeling that beautiful expansion. Don't forget your back. Don't forget the energy behind you. Sometimes we neglect that part of ourselves. Pushing all the way out past the earth into the cosmos. So much room for expansion here when we are in the flow, when we practice. So just continue in this expansion, continue integrating these parts of yourself, continue breathing into the body, pulling that energy down through the head and up through the legs, whatever part of this is calling to you, or just sit now and receive. Receive this beautiful sound as it comes in to integrate more fully. Taking a few more moments here in this beautiful space of integration, of expansion, receiving energy, and perhaps now giving some energy. Perhaps you're feeling charged up and you'd like to give back. I can feel some beautiful energy coming through in this recording. And know that this energy transcends time and space. So anytime you're listening to this in the future, you can send yourself energy in the future for support. You can send some energy to a loved one. You can just continue to stay in this space. It's just an option if it feels good to you. Sending and receiving and feeling that beautiful back and forth, that beautiful flow of love and light of integration, of embodiment, of release. identity is that you are an integrated being of all these different beautiful layers of existence 
And as you practice in meditation, in movement, in energetic work, that integration becomes more and more aligned and you become aligned with the truth of who you are, with your divine nature. You are a gift to this world. Let yourself align and feel that and know that it is true. As you're ready, you can slowly begin to move your body, coming back fully into the room. If you expand it out, you can leave that expansion in place for the highest good, just filling that space with this intention for the highest good. Or if you'd like to, you can pull that expansion back into something that feels a little more manageable. There's no judgment. Whatever you do, just fill the space now with this intention for the highest good behind you. Don't forget about behind you. If you'd like, you can gently allow your crown chakra to close or leave it open again for the highest good, stating that intention. Place your hand on your heart if it feels good and then affirm with me out loud. I am fully present in my body. I am fully present in my body and I am integrated. I am fully present in my body and I am aligned with my soul. As you're ready, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. If you're in a space where it's safe to fall asleep and you'd like to do so, you can do that. If you're coming back, just move around a little bit. Coming fully back into the room here. And as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me tonight for this beautiful practice. We practice for so many reasons, but ultimately we do it because it serves us and it allows us to serve others. And that is what we are here for. Have a beautiful rest of your evening and week, and I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesdays.